come to kindergarten class. The Developmentally Appropriate Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Kindergarten Kiosk. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kathy. Today we have a really fun topic. We're going to talk about how you can take your materials and turn them into really fun games because you're a pro at this, right mom? You're a pro. I'm a pro. (laughs) (laughs) And we'd like to thank Cheryl Blodoff. I'm sorry, I'm probably butchering your last name. Blodoff? For writing us and giving us this idea for the podcast. We're excited to talk about it. So thanks for writing and thanks for the suggestion. So I was thinking about all these wonderful academic games you've made because I was reading a Facebook post from a kindergarten teacher the other day and she was talking about how her school, I think it was her school or her district, had told them that they were not allowed to use any extra materials. They had to stick to just the materials that they were given because they were purchased for them and because they were researched and, you know, they gave the whole... um, spiel of why they wanted the teachers to do that and I thought that's kind of a bummer position to be in but there's a lot you can do with just the materials you've been given I mean teachers pay teachers is great we love teachers pay teachers we sell sell (laughs) so we're not saying that we don't love teachers pay teachers but you can even if you're, you have to use your own stuff, you can make it really exciting and engaging and developmentally appropriate. Uh, you know, I read a similar post, and, and maybe it was the same one, and said that the, actually their district was not going to allow them to purchase anything for their classroom, that they had to reuse the curriculum that was purchased by the district. Right. Well, and in Cheryl's... Um, case she said she's out of money so <laughs> and she's out of money and she because we teachers. all we're teachers all and we spend all our money, money. <laughs> so this episode is going to be for you ever you guys who don't want to spend any more money or you have to use what you've been given and we're going to talk about how you can take what you have and make it really fun and i think the very first place to jump off at that point is realize that you know I'm not really pro big box curriculum, I'm sure everybody knows, because first off, they money is their end goal. Right. Their end goal isn't because they're sitting in this ivory tower and they want the best for their kids, and it wasn't little teachers wanting the best for their students. <laughs> their end goal is money. And so that's kind of why I'm a little bit anti-big box yeah. company. Well, when, before we talk about it, the first thing that I think of is whenever we were given a brand new curriculum by my district and we'd have a professional development, the first thing they would have us do is say, pick a lesson in this curriculum we've given you and tell us how you can make it better. Tell, <laughs> find, you like, find a lesson in here that is bad and fix it like that was our professional development on our new big box curriculum wow that's that's pretty sad i think they wanted well i I think they wanted us to know that you know you don't have to do this exactly the way it's written in the book you can take your own Mm -hmm. uh teaching expertise and make these better because you're the teacher and you know what good teaching is so Mm Well, I think that the jumping off point for making your stuff better, but still using your curriculum to fidelity that you've been asked to do, 
is to take your lesson and realize that every work page that you have can be made into a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Every worksheet can be taken apart and made into a game. Today we had um, the worksheet from my Wonders curriculum. Was It was uh, pictures on the worksheet, and the kids had to write the beginning sound. Well, those can be taken apart, and you can laminate one worksheet page, copy it, I would say preferably on colored cardstock, to make it a little more attractive, and then cut those beginning sound pictures apart to make um, cards, and then at least have the kids draw one of those cards and then write a letter on a whiteboard. And then when you're finished, put it in the file folder and you now have a game that's um, That you can use forever and ever and it's not disposable like a worksheet is. Doesn't end up in the garbage can. And so (laughs) if you're not allowed to purchase other things, then there's a great jumping off point. And actually, if you want to get started in making, creating and making your own products so you yourself can sell on Teachers Pay Teachers, that's the best place to start is with what you're already doing and what you're already expected to do. After having made some learning games with you, I find mm-hmm. that whenever I'm playing a game with my kids now, I immediately think, how can I turn this into a learning game? Because that's how my brain works now, and I know you do that too. I know, like all we, the time. We were playing this game called Fish Sticks the other day where they they try to match fish. They have a card, and on the card are like five fish, and they have to match their card of five fish to another card of five fish. And then they have this grid in front of them, and each fish has ten boxes, and the first person to fill up all 10 boxes for all of the fish wins the game. Did I explain that anyway coherently? Mm -hmm. So anyway, so they're playing this game and they're filling out their little grid of 10 and my brain thinks, oh my goodness, this is a, this is a sums of, this is a part whole of 10 right here we're doing. Like (laughs) you have to make 10 for each fish. How many did you make? How many empty boxes are there? And immediately I'm thinking, how do I turn this into a part whole 10 game? This is a part whole 10 game. I haven't gotten there, but that's what I <laughs> but was. But it's a great, it's a great. That's game what I was then. thinking. But you do that too. Every time we play a game with the kids, you're like, "How do I use this for an academic skill?" Right? Oh yeah, and um, a lot of things, and a lot of games that my kids love to play, are from parts of old games. There's a game that I have. In fact, you have it too. It's Pirate Pop. Yeah, the one with the little where you stick the swords in the yeah. barrel and the pirate jump pops out. Yeah, I think it cost me maybe four dollars at Walmart, and I I don't think it's called pop pirate. I think it's called pop up pirate. Pop up pirate. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. And what it is is it's a barrel, and you put a pirate in, and you twist him, and so every time you twist him, the hole that makes him pop is somewhere else. And then you put in swords on your turn to see if you're the one that makes him pop. And so this game is really popular with my students. And I can use it for all kinds of skills. So say your worksheet tomorrow is on um, reading CVC words. So you can take that worksheet and copy it on colored tag, cut it apart, and make a 
put them in a box and the kids can draw, read the word, and when they read the word, put a sword in. And if you only have a limited amount of CVC words, uh, make uh, one of the squares just plain on the worksheet, you know, cut a square that matches the size and put it in there. And then if they draw the plain one, then, um, you know, they lo lose all their cards or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and so that's another great way. Another game that I use is the old hands down game. Which one's now, that one? The, it's the one where there's four hands and you slap on it and the hands go down. And the one whose hand goes down last is the loser. <laughs> you remember that game? I don't remember that game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's around still. And all of these old games you can find on Amazon for sure. I'm sure they have, all, they have they have everything they <laughs> on <do>. Amazon. <laughs> they do. They have everything. And so anyway, the hands down game. They don't really care who wins or loses. I don't talk to them about the hand last mm -hmm. is the loser. Mm -hmm. So today I did um, nonsense word fluency. And all I did was I went to Google and I typed in um, nonsense word fluency probes, ran off a couple sheets, and then I just chopped them into strips. So there would be a strip of maybe five nonsense words. And then I crumpled them all up and threw them in a box. And so the kids drew out the crumpled strip. Hey, I'm saving them forever, and they're going to get crumpled anyway, so I thought it would be more fun to start crumpled. <laughs> it's actually easier for a kid to draw a, a strip that's crumpled anyway. And so the kid would get out the strip and read it. And then when they read their last word, they hit the their hand in front of them, and then all the other kids had to hit their hands. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so fun, and it's easy. And, and so any child game that you can find that um, has a little twist to it, Operation is another really fun game to play any skills to. So... You could, um, and it doesn't always just have to be your worksheets. You can um, just draw your own pictures, cut cards, um, strips of paper the same size, and write your own words on them. Or you can, um, if you're handy with the computer, you can gra drag clip art into your grid and cut and make your own cards. But anything that you need to practice or you're doing with your curriculum, magazine pictures you could use. How do you use Operation? I haven't seen you use oh, Operation opera before. Oh, Operation is so fun. It's because I had to leave the Operation game at my own school, oh. so I've been done it for a while. And now I'm, write, I'm writing me a note. Here I go. Operation. <laughs> because there's one. got... There has to be one on eBay because it's one of my favorite ones. And I have those great doctor costumes um, from Melissa and Doug. Mm -hmm. And I love, anytime I have a game that is lends itself to a costume, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much more fun for the kids to put the doctor costumes on. And then they can draw a card, like any skill I want to do. And the nonsense word fluency would work for this. Or I would just have them draw a card that I've got a CVC word written on. And then they'll read the CVC word. If they get it right, they lay their card down, pick up the tweezers, and get one of the 
One of the pieces. One of the guts of the man from the game, and then they put it in front of him, and and then they just go around, and if they hit the side, you know, in the buzzer, then they just have to put their pieces back in and their cards back in. So it's kind of just like the BAM game, only it's really BAM because <laughs> operation. Have you heard seen the the game Pie Face? Have you seen that one? I have not. All my games are old games. You'll, you'll, have, to, you, you'll have to talk it's got about a, the millennial It's got a little games. hand, and you put some whipped cream on the hand, and then they turn a little... a little Like uh, real whipped cream? Yeah, like real whipped cream. And they turn a little knob, and it's random with how many times you turn the knob before the little hand flips up and puts the whipped cream in, on their nose. That would oh, be, really? Wouldn't that be fun? Wow, I'm all over that. I know. I love stuff like that. I know. Like, I don't know. Every time you read a word, you turn a knob or something. Oh, yeah. All of that stuff. There's there's a bucking bronco game, and it's like this little horse. It's an older game, too. So Hmm. all of the games I talk about, (laughs) look on eBay. All the games Lindsay talks about, look on Amazon. (laughs) But I think the game is called Bucking Bronco. And the horse has a little basket on him, and then you load it, and then when he gets too many and he starts to buck, Mm -hmm. and that's a really fun one. So then the one that it bucks on, then they're the winner. They're the the winner. Uh, Barrel of Monkeys. I really like that one, too. And I hold the monkey, and (laughs) your arm gets really tired (laughs) at the end of the rotation of this one. So, you know, I never thought of maybe I could find something that hangs like, on. Hang, like an ornament <laughs> hook so you don't have to hold yeah, the monkey? Or hang it on my easel or something. But no, I stand no, there gotta, and hold you it. No, you stand there and hold the monkey. <laughs> and so after they read a word, then they can add the monkey to the, to the string of monkeys. And then when the monkeys fall, then we just start over. And everybody says, oh, no, the monkeys fall. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you can do any of this with any of your big box curriculum. You know, another one that I like that you do that doesn't take any any supplies, really, is when you just have the kids move somehow when they're, when they're doing a, an academic activity. Like, uh, you have a lot of um, move across the room kind of get. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I, yeah, I, and I that play takes, those that takes nothing to, to do. do you t- explain how those work. Yes. Oh, well, this is a game I played in Intervention the other day. My table is probably, oh, I'm so bad with spatial reasoning. <laughs> my, my table I teach intervention at is probably 20 paces away from the chair I sit in to teach at the carpet. So what I did was I had them draw a card and they had to segment the picture. So they were picture cards like of a cat. And so they had to tell me, cat. And then I take the card. They hopped over to my chair, and they had to stay there till the next person could rescue them. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they love that. They love games like that. They love uh, Mother May I is another good segmenting game. Or Red Light, Green Light, you can make up any kind of games. Anything that they move, Simon says. they like to do. Simon Says... But the the one, I mean, where you make them go from your teaching table and sit in a chair till someone saves them, they absolutely <laughs> love that game. 
and I have them do it. I have them save just normal, and then I change it to you can only save them by tiptoeing, or you can only <laughs> save them by crab walking, or and stuff like that. And so it really works with this set with four kids because two kids are kind of working with you at the table while the other two kids are moving. If you only had two, there's, you know, it's kind of a waste of time. <laughs> but with four, it just keeps going, going, going. And uh, walking balance beams. And I, uh, oh, man, at my old school, they had these coolest old balance beams, probably from gymnastics that they taught to kids before OSHA in the <laughs> 1950s. <laughs> and so when I came here, I just wanted a balance beam so bad because I used it for so many things mm-hmm. and uh, I came up with just getting a two before cut two and I've decided it didn't have to be that long with just books under it there's my there's balance your balance beam. beam ta-da yeah and I play lots of games like cross the bridge and get a puppet and say um to cross my bridge, you have to tell me the ending sound of flag. What's the ending sound of flag? And then if the kids can tell you the gut, then they can cross your bridge. <laughs> and when they cross the bridge, then they swim back to the line. <laughs> um, and so anything with puppets and stuffed animals, kids love to, like I've got one that's dinosaur feed. And so I've sent a stuffed dinosaur by a laundry basket. <laughs> you know, you can make these wonderfully fabulous, and I could really design it beautifully as I have for lots of games <laughs> in the past. But, but the kids like it just the same. They like a dinosaur by a basket, and the dinosaur is hungry, and we have to feed him. And so that's um, one that I like to copy just a lot of, um, nonsense words or CBC words or anything on uh, kind of like in a in a square mm-hmm. so the kids draw it and they read it then they crumple it and then they have to get to the basket to feed the dinosaur and get back before the dinosaur wakes wakes up <laughs> it's really scary <laughs> <laughs> One game that my students really like to play is, and it's the greater than, less than game. And I line up the kids in, uh, I start with boys and girls because it's easy for me to keep them sorted. (laughs) And then it's easier to know who a winner is. And so I have them line up in a girl line and a boy line, and I've got just cards randomly numbered from whatever numbers I want to practice. Right now I'm doing up to 40. So my stack is one to 40. I shuffle them. And the two kids from the lines come and each draw a card and they look at it and the one with the largest number steals the child and takes them to the line. <laughs> and oh, they, they love it. That's that a fun one for a greater than lesson. Yeah, and they really understand it and they all, you know, we're the whole what's class the, is playing. What's the cork? It's more, the, recognize groups that are more than less than, that's like the, the mm-hmm. academic concept, right? That's fun. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think if you're just creative and think about it, I think any of the math games that you're doing will spark your um, imagination and creativity. That's kind of how Kathy Law and I started in writing games for um, when, when, when we originally wrote our books that we published with teacher-created materials. 
all of them were just games that we were making up using ideas that we got from um, what we were teaching in our curriculum, mm -hmm. what this what the standard was that we were being asked to teach, and like rhyming, you know. It was a rhyming lesson, and how can we make this more interesting? And so we started collecting all of our lessons in binders, and that's when we, well, we first published our first binder of lessons with a company called Conet. I wonder if they're still around. I don't know. <laughs> That's where we first published. And so then we just took them and, and we just kept making them better and remaking them and remaking them. But in my file, I still have just the other day, I pulled out a game that was one of our very original games and all still the original materials. <laughs> and we first started doing this in the 90s. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it's they've lasted a long time. <laughs> they're 20 years old, some of that yeah. stuff. There's a couple other places that, like, um, another person on one of the Facebook groups put that for RTI mm -hmm. in their school that they couldn't use any teacher pay teachers products because they were not research-based. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and you know, and I know, and every teacher on the planet knows that teachers know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so when you say that to a teacher, it's kind of like, okay, thanks. But, <laughs> but you know, we research base means it works. <laughs> and I, it's hard for me to know that things that I've done in my cl kindergarten classroom for 25 years... I'm sorry. Hey, I'm old. I was the researcher. You were the researcher. You've been researching <laughs> research. for 25 years. But one way to do that, because we were first confronted with that when we first became an RTI school, and the person that was over RTI for the district was very stringent on that. And she told us some of the websites that we could use to get our activities or to get our ideas for RTI. And only those idea ideas and activities would be allowed when you fill out all that RTI paper that comes with RTI. Uh -huh. And so, you know, I went to some of those sites and I, I you know, I want to help you all. And if you want to email me, I'll tell you the names of those sites. I just don't want to say them because I don't want to say that they're not good sites. <laughs> <laughs> because they have good stuff and it's research-based stuff and their stuff is free. But it's really boring <laughs> and so email me and I'll give you the web I'll give you the URL for them <laughs> but so what I did well that was... reminds me of another site that I'm not going to name either but somebody <laughs> was telling me about it for math and my husband was telling me about it for math because he was doing something on it to brush up on some some college level math stuff and so he was like, oh, look at this. This site is awesome. I'm like, okay, well, I'll try the kindergarten version. Oh, my goodness. The kindergarten version was so bad. I know. It was so bad. It was, I mean, it was like, it was like, oh, it was so bad. But if you email us, Lindsay will send you would, the URL. I will tell you what it was. <laughs> but it was like, oh, my goodness. It, I mean, it was just dry, and it was like. You know how some work, like if it's a worksheet level, sometimes it's just not hitting the number sense portion, you know? Mm -hmm. So, ah, anyway, sorry, I interrupted I you. Well, I was just going to say that what I did was I 
took those games that were research-based and I knew I could use them for um, RT, the IT, RTI process, which was a really big process in my old district. And it was really tough and really hard. And so I'm sure a lot of the listeners are living that RTI life. And you know how just how difficult that is. And so I took those activities and I made them fun. I mean, I made, I used cute clip art <laughs> and <laughs> made my own game that was exactly their game with their exact instructions and just with cuter pictures or more engaging way to present it, like um, some of the games we've been mentioning. So I found that my kids really liked that. They really liked that, um, you know, they were more fun. Mm -hmm. And when I it came time to do the RTI, I could fill out exactly what activity of those prescribed ones it I was. did. Because I did. Because it, it was, was that, that activity. It was that activity. <laughs> but better. Now, granted, it was way better. <laughs> and, uh, for example, one of their activities was, it was an alphabet game, and you just had to um, touch on a worksheet letters and name the letters. That was the activity that was... That was research-based <laughs> and approved in the RTI process. So what I did was I took lids. I, I got some little lids mm -hmm. and I taped with book tape so it would be waterproof, alphabet letters that I just printed off of the printer and then a group of pennies. Mm -hmm. And so every time the kid named a letter, they put a penny on the, um, on the lid. letter. On the and letter. they just kept going. Which letter. is exactly what the activity was. It was exactly the activity. Touching the letter only. Yeah, and the lids were in, did I say they're floating in water? You did not mention they're floating <laughs> okay. in water. I filled a little, okay, so I put the letters on the lid, mm -hmm. taped it down with waterproof book tape, laid the lids in a tub of water, and then gave the kid pennies. And so now the kid is taking pennies, naming letters, and I just tell them to go as fast as they can, and they can just keep naming, 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 and repeat naming until one sinks. And when <laughs> one sinks, they win the game. <laughs> <laughs> so I did exactly what I was told to do. That could be really was, fun with math, too, is instead oh, of yeah. putting the letter on it, just count how many pennies it takes until the lid sinks and then record it and then see, compare different just, sizes of lids yeah. and how many pennies it takes to sink the different sizes. And ooh, that, that's fun. It is. <laughs> so I think what it is, is I think our answer we want to tell people that we've been seeing on, on um, Facebook is the, cut this pause out. Okay. <laughs> I think the thing that we want to tell people and tell our listeners and tell, what's her name? That's what I'm keeping oh, for. Oh, Cheryl? Cheryl. 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 I think the thing that we want to tell uh, our fellow teachers and tell our listeners and tell Cheryl, our friend, that you are given curriculum that you are required to teach. And most districts give you flexibility to bring in supplementary material. 
However, if you're in one that doesn't allow you to, you can take your Or if your teacher's pay teacher's budget is gone. Yeah, you can take your materials and change them into really fun games. And, you know, granted, teachers do run out of money. And so (laughs) it's January. I've already spent my out-of-pocket money. I'm done. I have no more money to spend for the rest of the school year. And so I need to get more creative. And so I think that's what we want to tell you all is, is there's ways to... Stay in the box, but way outside of it. Pretend you're in the box. (laughs) Pretend you're in the box. And, yeah. (laughs) Now, don't get us wrong. We are for Teachers Pay Teachers because we sell. (laughs) You're welcome to look at any of our products. Yeah, we don't we, we don't awesome. mind. <laughs> yeah, we think they're awesome. <laughs> In fact, they are really research based because 20, I have done 25 them. years. I've taught, yeah, I've taught over a thousand kindergartners. There really isn't much I have not seen, <laughs> done, smelled, heard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And if you want to write to us and suggest something you want us to talk about, then you can write to us at kindergartenkiosk at gmail.com. And you can visit our website at kindergartenkiosk.com. And we want to thank bensound.com for our music. And And thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank you so much. (laughs) Bye-bye. Kindergarten Kiosk is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, a network of podcasts for educators by educators. For more information, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. That's E-D-U podcastnetwork.com. Now can I listen to it?